0: It's the fourth edition of our travel podcast on East Coast Radio, and in this edition we look at the history of air travel in South Africa and how it's brought us closer to the world. We also travel to the South Coast and find out where the best place to take a short weekend break is, and we answer your travel questions. Ready? Let's go traveling. First up, your travel question. What happens if I have a flight delay and miss a connecting flight? Catch the answer at the end of the show. South African Airlines is the flagship air carrier for South Africa. Its headquarters are in Airways Park on the grounds of Oatambo International Airport in Kempton Park just outside Johannesburg. The airline flies to 56 destinations in South Africa and continental Africa and around the world from its Johannesburg hub using a fleet of 47 aircraft currently The airline has been marred by mismanagement and claims of corruption and has been bailed out many times, much to the taxpayers' protests, but it wasn't always doom and gloom. SAA was the beginning of air travel for South Africans, and I thought it would be a good idea to see how this all came about in our beautiful country. Air travel brings our country closer to the world, and without the rich and now not-so-rich history of SAA, that would not have been possible. SAA was founded in 1934 after the acquisition of Union Airways by the South African government. The airline was initially overseen and controlled by South African Railways and Harbors Administration. Anti-apartheid sanctions by African countries deprived the airline of stopover airports during the apartheid era, forcing it to bypass the continent with long-range aircraft. During this time, it was known by its Afrikaans name, St. Afrikaanser Luchtdienst, or SAL, which has since been dropped by the airline. In 1997, the name change happened, the image and the aircraft livery, and introduced the introduction of online ticket purchases. In 2006, SAA split from Transnet, its parent company, to operate as an independent airline. Forty staff members, along with one de Havilland DH-60 Gypsy Moth, one de Havilland DH-80 Puss Moth, three Junkers F-13s, and a leased Junkers F-13 and Junkers A-50s, were among the aircraft upon acquisition. On the 10th of November, 1945, SAA achieved a long company goal by operating a route to Europe when Avro Park landed in Bournemouth, England, after the long flight from Palmitfontein Airport near Johannesburg. The jet age arrived in South Africa on the 3rd of May, 1952, when a BOAC de Havilland Comet arrived in Palmitfontein after a 24-hour journey from England with five refueling stops en route. Can you imagine? SAA charted two comets from the British airline on the 4th of October 1953 when Comet G-ANAV left London for Johannesburg. On the same day, tourist class was introduced on the 58-seater Lockheed Constellation on the Springbok service. The two chartered aircraft sported both BOAC and SAA titles and logos, but were operated by South African crews. SAA opened a route to Asia with Boeing 707 flights to Hong Kong via intermediate stops at the Seychelles Islands in June 1974. In 1980, SAA began flights to Taipei using Boeing 747 SPs. Mauritius had earlier replaced the Seychelles for the Hong Kong service. Because some African countries denied SAA use of their airspace, SAA bypassed the bulge of Africa, usually via Ile de Sol, a detour of almost three thousand kilometers. Another bypass was via Tel Aviv, which doubled the distance of flying time involved. European airlines were allowed to fly over Africa when flying to South Africa, usually via Nairobi, and later non-stop. On the 26th of December 1980, the last South African Airways Boeing 707 service was operated between Paris and Johannesburg. Its touchdown ended the 20-year carrier service of the 707. Due to international opposition to apartheid during the 1980s, SAA's officers were attacked In Harare, Zimbabwe, its officers were badly damaged after protesters went on a rampage. The U.S. Comprehensive Anti-Apartheid Act of 1986 banned all flights by South African-owned carriers, including SAA. In 1987, SAA's services to Perth and Sydney in Australia were ended in light of the Australian government's opposition to apartheid. The South African Airways Museum Society opened its doors to the public at Jansmut International Airport, which is now known as O.R. Tambo, in 2006. With the demise of apartheid in 1990, SAA started services to former and new destinations in Africa and Asia. On the first of June 1990, South African companies signed the Domestic Air Travel Deregulation Act. Flights to New York's JFK International Airport resumed in November 1991. And SAA's planes were able to fly for the first time over Egypt and Sudan on the eighth of September. The airline launched flights to Milan on the first of June during the year, and services to Athens were reintroduced. The first of SAA's eight Boeing 747-400s, named Durban, arrived in South Africa on the 19th of January 1991. In 1997, SAA replaced the Springbok emblem and the old national colours of orange, white and blue with the new livery based on the new national flag, with the sun motif. The airline's name on its aircraft was changed from Afrikaans at the time S-A-L, to SAA. As a symbol of the new rainbow nation, one of SAA's 747-300s, named Ndizani, was painted in bright colors. This special liveried 747-300 transported South African athletes to the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta. The airline started online ticket sales and formed an alliance with SAAirlink and SA Express. SAA is reducing its fleet and is expected to cut 23% of its flights. Standard Chartered Bank was the first bank in June 2017 to call in its loan. The South African government provided 2.2 billion Rand to settle the debt. Citibank is the second bank to refuse extending the loan facility. Together with some others, another 7.7 billion Rand became payable at the end of September last year. SAA joined Star Alliance on the 10th of April 2006, becoming the first African airline to join Star Alliance. South African Airways flies to 38 destinations in 26 countries in Africa, Europe, North America, South America, Asia, and Australasia. SAA owns Mango, a low-cost airline, and has established links with Airlink and South African Express. Now, SAA has had very few incidents on board, but on June the 17th, 2006, on an SAA Airways flight, 322, A Boeing 737-800 en route from Cape Town to Johannesburg, a 21-year-old Zimbabwean man took a flight attendant hostage in an attempt to enter the aircraft's cockpit and divert the aircraft to Maputo, Mozambique. He was subdued while still in the cabin. The pilots had been monitoring the incident on CCTV and the aircraft returned to Cape Town where police task force stormed the aircraft and arrested the suspect. So a very interesting history to SAA and an airline that is currently in a lot of trouble. Do we need a national airline though is the question. How important is it to our image as a country? Let me know your thoughts. Gordon at ecr.co.za. In our local travel segments, the south coast of KZN is a stunning stretch of South Africa's coastline and is truly unique in terms of the amount of river mouths and just general beauty. I was wondering which of these small towns along the way is the best place to head out on a weekend break to. I've done the tourist thing in Toti, and whilst by no means a small town, it does have a wonderful beach holiday vibe that's hard to beat. Close enough to the city so as not to feel isolated, but far enough out to feel as though you're really on holiday. The small but scenic town of Scottborough plays host to stunning beaches and friendly people. I spent a happy week here as a child and will never forget the views and lazy days on the beach. A bit further along the coastline and you reach Pennington, home to Selborne Country Club, one of South Africa's finest golfing resorts and certainly worth visiting. We had the pleasure of visiting there during an East Coast Radio team building and I can tell you, it is the Augusta by the Sea in South Africa. One by one places such as Southport, Umton Twenty, Shelley Beach, St Michael's on Sea and more greet the travellers with the South Coast charm that makes it one of the most visited stretches of coastline in South Africa. These towns are usually equipped with fantastic hotels and bed and breakfast solutions, the basic shopping experiences and grocery stores, a great pub or two, incredible people and the best beaches you could wish for travel a bit further and you'll reach Margate which for many years has been the happy hunting ground of people from upcountry desperately needing to unwind when i lived in johannesburg we would always hear those post-margate holiday stories that would make us all jealous a bit further and you reach port edward and shortly thereafter the border to the eastern cape however you look at it this stretch of paradise is remarkable and well worth experiencing and all within a few hours drive from durban and the city what's your favorite south coast destination send me an email gordon at ecr.co.za last but not least let's answer that travel question what happens if i have a flight delay and miss a connecting flight now if the misconnection is the airline's fault a delayed flight or mechanical problem for example the airline should rebook you on the next available flight If the next outbound flight is the following morning, the airline should either book you on another airline or provide accommodation and meals. But these arrangements are voluntary with the airline. They are not mandated by any law or regulation. If inclement weather causes you to miss your connection, the airline will help you rebook but likely won't offer any compensation for meals or accommodation. However, if something is within your control that causes you to miss the connection, you're essentially on your own. The airline will probably help you rebook, but it's under no obligation to do so. Airlines don't generally assume responsibility for missed connections on two separate tickets. For example, if you book one leg of your trip with British Airways and the second with SAA, British Airways will not take responsibility for SAA's missed flight connection. While bad weather and mechanical problems are obviously beyond your control, you can take steps to ensure you make your connection. Be sure you have plenty of time between flights particularly if you're flying into a large or notoriously busy airport, if it's cheaper to book two separate flights on different airlines and particularly important to leave extra time for the connection. The way I see it, spending a little more time waiting at the gates beats being stranded at the airport or running frantically from one terminal to another trying to make your flight. That's the show for now, and don't forget to follow us on ecr.co.za, search East Coast Radio on social networks, and tune into the Sunday show between 10 and 2 p.m. to hear more about the world of travel with East Coast Radio catch you next time and remember it's a big world get out there and go and see it